0: to the best of the armstrong and getty show featuring
1: our podcast one more thing get more info at armstrongandgetty.com so i've been looking at this uh, in-depth cbs news 48 hours uh, look into whether carol baskin killed her husband Mm -hmm. and uh it's pretty compelling that she did yeah i mean we can get into that um but there's a a whale of a circumstantial case or we could talk about these fighter pilots who are now talking about the day when they tracked that uh, UFO on their uh, radar. The one guy saying it committed an act of war.
0: The UFO did it? Did
1: yeah, yeah. So, which is intentionally more dramatic than it turns out to be. It's a great tease, though, isn't it? It is. So what, stay
0: tuned to this podcast.
1: Do you want Carol Baskin or the the uh, fighter pilot?
0: You've read through the evidence and you think.
1: Well, they interview everybody involved. You ever yeah. watched 48 hours? It's, it's this
0: episode or the show in general? In
1: general. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's you know, it's a little sensationalistic but it's oh, yeah. incredibly thorough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. These shows 2020 20, 48 hours they're not known for getting things wrong.
1: Right. So this gal who used to be uh what Don Lewis was Carol Baskin's husband, okay? Don
0: Again, as we set up on the show, she was a runaway or whatever, early 20s or a teenager or whatever she was. Well,
1: she's a teenager. She's already married.
0: She's just walking down the road in the middle of the night, and he stops and picks her up. So that's how their relationship started.
1: Yeah, she was walking down the road crying, I think, because her, her husband is cheating on her. And a guy who was on his way to cheat on his wife picks her up. Yeah. And they go to a motel and <laughs> make the beast with two backs. Anyway, <laughs> What? Yada, yada, yada. How He's many, tiger food. How many uh, backs does a beast need? Anyway, um, so this gal who was his uh, bookkeeper and business partner in some ways, um, we'll pick up the story there.
0: Did I ever tell you about the girl I picked up walking alongside the road? Have I ever told that story?
1: That's not the girl with the uh, bag full of pills, was it? No, completely different story. Yeah, okay. No, I don't recall.
0: I'm driving home on the interstate for relatively late at night.
2: approximate year
0: 20 years ago something like that i don't know long time ago um and i see uh i see a person walking along the interstate and there's there's um uh like a bridge area or whatever i mean there's not much shoulder and there's not you know it's not like there's a ditch or whatever and i see a person walk along as i get closer it looks to me like it's like a uh, a young girl walking alongside the road mm-hmm. with traffic in the dark just yeah i'm going Ooh, by go everything like that terrible and, I, and then i and then i thought what the hell i mean because this is a place where there aren't people around this yeah. is out in the, um long stretch of no town or whatever and and she was kind of waving her arm like that and then just people were sitting by and i i so i pulled over and i thought this is a child alongside the road mm. Well, i back up I have no idea how old she was, but she was certainly a grown up. I'm guessing 1920 something like that. She mm-hmm. she was very uh, small, and looked it like might a have child. Been Carol Baskin. And I said, uh, "I saw you waving. Are you okay?" And she said, "Yeah, my boyfriend beat me up, or uh, oh. I forget what this story was. It was some it was some terrible story." But I realized right away this is not a child. Yeah. This is a grown woman walking alongside the road. Yeah. Now I'm not really as interested in picking her up, or I'm just wondering what's going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. Women you can sense the crazy. Yeah, I can sense all kinds of things. Anyway, yeah. she gets in my car and uh, she said, if you drive me to San Francisco, I will blank your blank.
1: Oh, boy. That's
0: the first thing she says. To me.
1: Whoa, golly. She uh, Paint your house? Exactly. If you drive me rotate to San Francisco,
0: your tires. I will rotate your tires. Groom your dog. I said, how about I just drop you off the first exit? Where there's like a convenience store or something, you can call somebody or do whatever you got to do. Yeah, and then she just keeps uh, she she. I think she reached over at one point and put her hand on my leg, but she kept you know telling me these things you were going to do for me if I drive her to San Francisco. Wow, I thought I don't want it. I have no idea what's going on here. So
1: I'm coming back home from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> As the old joke goes, Um I'm assuming that you were not in, say, Oakland. When this took no, place, no, no, it was no, no. I was, I
0: was a good, yeah, hour drive from there. Yeah, okay. And I wouldn't anyway. I mean, I just, I, I, I. But had, you was going to rotate your tires. tires. I clearly was about to get pulled into some sort of like <laughs> tires rest. aren't going to rotate themselves. That's Joe. a good way to end the day. No, I dropped. It relaxes off with, you before you. Go I dropped to sleep. off the first exit. I just said good luck and you know whatever. Took
1: off with your tires unrotated. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> just I didn't. I didn't want to be pulled into that in any yeah. way whatsoever. I mean, there's no telling. What, what, just no telling.
2: Yeah. Just like a flashing chaos neon sign just blinking. Oh,
0: yeah. And I don't know if there's a, you know, an angry boyfriend looking for her or a drug cartel or she just murdered somebody or. or she, yeah, she made up the whole thing. Who or, knows? Or, or, yeah, who knows what?
1: Yeah. W- I think we've both. Or, so, bumped...
0: or, you know, or she's going to say, I raped her or who knows oh, what's going to
1: happen. Yeah, I think we've both bumped up uh, against enough highly questionable people to recognize the type. Well, yeah, there will it's... be a terrible outcome for somebody, and it might be me.
0: That, you know, those... There's been a few of those in my life. It's like the woman that offered me to come to her house when I was in Long Island. Remember yeah. at the comedian store in yeah, the middle you're of the a night.
1: Fool to pass that one.
0: There have on. been a few of those in my life where that was the exit ramp to a completely different life, probably horrible. Mm. That you know is a, is a very long story that or ends the in,
1: grave or
0: the grave that ends up in death or jail or whatever. That yeah. I that I took a pass on and I'm you only need I'm happy one for,
2: kidney really.
0: <laughs> and I'm happy for the choice I made. Well, either that, or you're just drifting through life afraid of adventure. I've never thought. Ah, I wish I'd have checked in. No, no, I've never thought that, not even one time. Oh, my God. You're a life drifter. Anyway, so in this case, this dude's driving down the road, and he sees a similar sort of situation, gives Carol Baskin a ride, and takes her to a hotel and has sex with her. Right. And his life turned out fine, wherever he is.
1: <laughs> so you got this gal, Anne, who is his bookkeeper, business partner, protege, etc., um, and says in the days before he went missing, uh, this Don Lewis was planning to go to Costa Rica to sell some used cars and trucks. She says he was supposed to go and get me some VIN numbers and supposed to call me back, but he didn't. And the reporter says, was that like him? I mean, did he do that frequently? She says, no. Don and I spoke on a daily basis. Finally, I reached Carol. I kind of asked her if she knew where her husband was. And her answer to me was, no, that she hadn't seen him since the day before. And she asked me if I thought she should call the police. And I think I made a smart aleck remark and said something like, you think? Yeah, you need to do that. There were some not so subtle signs. There were problems in the marriage. Um, A cryptic warning. Somebody got not to be alone with Carol. Don's daughter said, yeah, he thought she was crazy and he didn't like the way she spent money. They are fighting about what to do with the animals. He wanted to breed them and sell them. She wanted to keep them and make it a sanctuary. Um, Don had also reportedly been having affairs and talked about getting a divorce. And if he had gone through with it, it could have been costly, says his lawyer, Joseph Fritz, who I remember from Tiger King. So she would have lost a considerable amount of money. Oh, yeah, millions. That's considerable. Yeah.
0: If I recall, when she got in the car with him, he had a gun on the
2: seat. Yeah, he uh, he offered, hey, I've got this gun. You, If you're worried about it, you can hold on to this gun while we talk to make you feel safe.
0: My only point with that being the kind of guy who drives around with a gun on the seat, who picks up runaways walking down the road whilst having multiple affairs. <clears throat> right. There's lots of ways he could have ended up dead.
1: So my final bit of evidence, unless you want to talk about this more, is um, they made a lot of money together. But after Don disappeared, this Ann McQueen gal, the bookkeeper, said she remembered a sealed envelope he'd given her two months earlier. He came to the office, and he was agitated, and he gave me an envelope, and he said, take this, keep it in a safe place. He either said, take it to the police, or you'll know what to do with it if anything ever happens. I took it home, and didn't think anything about it. But after Don went missing, she remembered and opened the envelope. It was Don asking the judge for a restraining order against Carol Just months before he disappeared, Don tried unsuccessfully to get a restraining order against Carol, telling the judge, Carol has gotten angry enough to threaten to kill me. She has a 45 and she took my 357. I'd say that's a pretty good circumstantial case. That's pretty significant. That's enough for the detectives to
2: really focus on it. -hmm. She fed him to tigers. They snack him. So, can't convince me that it didn't happen.
0: Why did, why was, how'd she get into the beef with Joe Exotic?
2: Uh, Over she, in Oklahoma. Because she is a tiger conservationist and uh, she was anti the whole cubbing and like renting out of tigers industry.
0: She doesn't give a crap about the well being of tigers. No, but, probably um, not. Well, but, I don't know. Because her, just her a,
1: beef with her husband, who she killed, was that she wanted to make it a sanctuary and he wanted to breed them.
0: Yeah, you know, she had she had that weird cult thing she was running there though with the people who would work there and earn their different colored T-shirts and all those. They all tiger idolize places her and, seem
1: to be cults. Yeah, I
0: mean there was something. I mean she might care about tigers, but she has all kinds of weird things going on with. I don't know what she's doing. Oh yeah, but so she just didn't want the competitor she, out there.
2: Well, she was a vocal proponent of introducing restrictions against the the likes of joe exotic mm-hmm. and, and she would bring heat down on him yes yes yeah
1: she would b- bring wildlife authority heat on she was him trying constantly. to drive him out of business right yeah yeah and then he
0: hired some meth head to kill her <laughs> <How'd that laughs> he go?
1: just wandered off <laughs> i went off to kill him but then i got a killer but then i got a 12 pack of beer and a, i don't remember what happened. <laughs>
0: God dang it, that's a
1: lifestyle. Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com. You're
0: listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Have you been to any of the Sports Hall of Fames, Halls of Fames? I I have not, sir. Halls of Fame. There you go. Yes uh yeah. i've
1: been to the rock and roll hall of fame but yeah. none of the sports ones
0: and i was disappointed um uh it was fine canton ohio for your football cooperstown for your baseball and springfield mass for your b- basketball is that right
2: i believe that's right yeah.
0: um have you been to any of them sean i have not uh, since i was a little kid i've always wanted to how have i never been got to make that a priority because i can't take my kids because they've never watched any of these sports on television I have no interest in it. it doesn't right. mean
1: anything to them. Just a boring museum. To yeah, them. exactly. Sean and I were talking about this. I think it was the end of last week off the air that um I still vividly remember an argument I had with a good buddy of mine over the Cubs third baseman in 1970. I mean, we were we were single digits old, but we were both huge baseball fans. knew all the all the players on the Cubs. And we're arguing about Bill Madlock, and I still. Remember it, because my friend Dave insisted on saying Bill Matalak. and I said, no, John <laughs> Madalak is a pitcher for the Pirates. Bill Madlock is our third baseman, you ninny. any anyway, yeah, jack wagon. he jack wagon. But I remember that. We're huge fans. All of us were. But cultures change.
0: Yeah. Some kids still are like Hanson's son is a sports fan and watch sports with him. Ah, that's
1: cool. That's nice. That's nice, Hanson.
0: Yeah, and I would like it if my kids did, but they just have no interest, and in, neither do any of his friends. I mean, none of his friends, not like his friends are wearing... Dodgers gear or, uh, or 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 49ers hats or anything like that and talking about the games, and he feels, like,
2: left out. No. Well, your son is also more of, like, the X Games sort of stuff, right? The, yeah. He, like, skateboards and goes yeah. to the skate. Yeah. So are yeah. they aware of, I don't know what, like, the modern equivalent of, like, a Tony Hawk would be? Do, do they talk about those sort of, quote-unquote, athletes? He does know
0: some of those names. Right, he certainly right. knows more of those names than he knows any.
1: Those skateboarding drug, athlete, drug addicts are no athletes. Are you kidding me? You it does not do take any skill to just roll down a hill on those things. Stupid.
0: Those skateboarders at the skateboard park are the best athletes in the oh. town, and they're apparently impervious to pain. That's Come on,
1: <laughs> you're you're bleeding. You see, eh, be yeah. Fine. <laughs> Almost stuck the landing though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple two, three more tries. Couple two, three more lacerations. I will better get it.
0: I go to the skateboard park at least once a week. Take my son there, and we were there recently. And there's this guy, and he was probably 30 years old. Um, uh, shirtless, very tattooed dude, and he was alone at the skateboard park. But anyway, he had taken the trash can. This is what they all do. It's part of the culture. They take the trash can, they dump the trash out on the ground. And then they put the trash can there on the skateboard park and then they come down this big hill and they jump over it. But I watched that several times in a row and there is, I can't possibly Mm. understand the physics of what makes the skateboard stay under your, on the bottom of your shoes as you go in the air and then come down.
1: It's Harry Potter stuff. There's a spell. It's an incantation, really. technically speaking. It really,
0: it really speaking. almost has to be. I know.
1: I know. I'm flabbergasting there, myself. There's
0: nothing that would make the skateboard stay on the bottom of your feet. <laughs> I just can't figure out this
1: <laughs> how
0: it possibly even works. Yeah. And then uh, what's it like? Okay. Once you can do it and you can clear the garbage can and land and skateboard off. Okay. But before you could do it, what's the building up to that? You either can or you can't. little bathroom trash can. But when you couldn't, do you end up in
1: the hospital for like six months in traction and (laughs) then go back and try again? Well, sometimes. But, uh, Jack, that moment when you clear the trash can, you know no trash can can ever stand in your way in life again. (laughs) So you've really accomplished something. (laughs) Yeah. I ought to go down to the skateboard park and just appreciate the artistry and stuff. Oh, I'll watch videos online. If you're
0: ever in L.A., go to Venice Beach and watch them do it at that big park that's famous
2: and in all the movies, Somebody's just freaking amazing. Somebody who knows what they're doing on a half pipe is yeah.
1: awe-inspiring.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and again, how do you do that the first time? I don't know.
1: I'd really, <laughs> I'd really rather go uh, and watch the guys lift weights. <laughs> Oil themselves and lift weights. Those, no, not that I'm gay or anything. Yeah, maybe a little gay. Those uh, big... <laughs> Pretty gay.
0: Those really deep skateboard bowls, I stand at the edge of them, and they make me a little woozy just standing there. Yeah, and no I thank you. And I don't think for, I can't imagine the amount of money it would take to get me to try to go down on a <laughs> skateboard. I just, <laughs> I look down in there and think, what the hell?
1: No, I'd go with the panic bail. I would bail halfway down just so I didn't crack up worse than I know I'm going to crack up by intentionally cracking up. I, yeah, that's fabulous. I admire guys like that. And
0: they dive down in there and they come up the other side and then they kind of rest on it for just like a half second. Then they yeah. go back down and it's just, whatever.
1: The BMX uh, bike guys are like that, too. How did you, why did you, how do you not crush your testicles every <laughs> single time? I mean, obviously, as, as you point out with the leaping over the trash can, you didn't do that successfully the first time you tried. In fact, I'm guessing it took you 20 or 30 tries before you pulled it off. And how do you still have a prostate? I don't, it's amazing. The guys, they jump up, they twirl the bike under them, then they land under it. What? There was a guy. How are who, your, how's your undercarriage? It's got to be bruised your, all the hell. Your undercarriage.
0: There was a guy at the skateboard park who was roughly my age and he, um, he had on knee pads, wrist guards, elbow guards, a yeah. helmet. He had everything. And man, he stretched. I don't know how long he stretched because I wanted to kind of watch him skateboard, but we left before he was done. He'd been stretching for 15 minutes. So. Yeah. So now That's it's not just the,
2: smart. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But I now, do a similar thing at the ski slopes. I, I don't actually ski. I just take a long time putting the boots and stuff on. I'm hanging out in the lodge mostly. Just <laughs> no.
0: when we went snowboarding last winter with my son, I was so winded after I got my boots and then board strapped to me <laughs> from bending over and trying to strip the thing. I was That's like hilarious. sweating and <sighs> putting on the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I was breathing out, just sweat pouring on me. I don't know if I could do this or not. Uh, uh, it's a good day of uh, snowboarding, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a shower because I am really wet. Dad, we're still in the dressing room.
1: Well, you, gotta, you don't want to overdo
2: it. Where's my icy hot?
0: <laughs> the best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them. You can get one at armstrongandgetty.com.
1: This is the best of Armstrong and Getty.
0: What is the problem?
1: I've never seen anything like this. It's when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? He is Armstrong
0: and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. The first Trump-Biden debate was last night. If you're listening to this in the future, during the third term of the Trump presidency, (laughs) this is the year 2020.
1: Um... You remember the COVID? That was wild.
0: When COVID-21 showed up,
1: though. Oh, man. Yeah, it made COVID-19 look like a... Never mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But so Brian Williams, when he came on the air on MSNBC Mm -hmm. last night, he said, to quote no country from old men, if this wasn't the mess, it'll do until the mess shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which is a great line from Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. This is a mess, isn't it? If this wasn't a mess, it'll do till the mess shows up.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. So I was
0: just singing, uh, again, the lamest topic ever. But that is in my top couple of movies of all time.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Just off the top of your head. Don't need to go crazy on this. Just off the top of your head. Couple of the favorite movies of all time. I need a palate cleanser. I need to get my brain into this space. It's so far from talking about the debate. But mm. No Country from Old Men is actually in my... It's certainly in my top ten. I don't know if I. it's top three or whatever, but it's a that a, that's a freaking great
1: movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It helps when somebody explained the title to me.
0: I don't, I don't know what it means, I don't think.
1: Essentially, the world moves on. And you're on top of it, then you realize you're uh, not anymore. That,
0: that's kind of what I took from it. I read yeah. the book, the Cormac McCarthy book, before I saw the movie. Because you're better
1: than us. Yeah,
0: I'm... I'm uh, I'm that you know what
2: I liked about the movie fewer words, <laughs> more pictures. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just yeah, it's just kind of, you know, things move on and uh yeah. Whether you whether you finish this project or not doesn't make any difference. The world is going to continue.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh well I've said many and times. And evil's
0: always been around and good's always been around and people are going to have kids and terrible things are going to happen. Too many
1: themes. But it's just going to keep going whether you,
0: you know, chase this guy down or not.
1: You know, they they did a hell of a job with uh The Road, speaking of Cormac McCarthy books, with uh with uh the, the Strider, the uh the king of the Lord of the Rings, and some poor little kid.
0: They made a movie out of that? Yeah. I didn't even know they made a movie it out of that. It was pretty good. Oh really?
1: I mean, that's not an easy movie to make. No. Um Vigo Mortensen, that's right. Right. Also known as uh what was his name in the uh Hobbit movie? Aragorn, I believe. Aragorn. That's right, of course, yeah. Way to go. Way to geek out on us, Sean. Just when we needed you most, you were there. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was super duper. Uh you know, I've often cited uh Unforgiven is my favorite movie, oh, Clint nice. Eastwood. That's, good That's a good one. Good answer. Um yeah, it's it's uh speaking of themes about time moving on and you realizing you weren't who you were and you're maybe not even who you want to be and is uh can you not be you for a little while, but then get drawn back into being you? It's it's more than a movie about cowboys and horrors. Hogs with
0: diseases.
1: Oh, diseased hogs! Yeah, the opening scene. I mean, if you are a fan of movies about diseased hogs, the opening scene is for you. Yeah, then you already know about this movie. We don't need to tell you. Well, right? Yeah. Sure. They they uh, they show it every year at the diseased hog convention.
0: Oh yeah, you're flipping through. You come across. Hey, honey. The Hogs Have the Fever movie is on.
1: Have they separated them yet? They're in
0: the middle of it.
1: (laughs) Uh, If you haven't seen the movie, I suggest you watch it on some sort of channel near you.
0: Funny I bring it up, movies, because uh, I've been meaning to talk about It's the 30-year anniversary this week of Goodfellas. Mm. The Martin Scorsese classic that I didn't realize... Was a dud when it was first released. I didn't know that either. I didn't either. Mm. It did not do well at all. It grew in, uh, it has grown over the years in, in legend and appreciation. Did not do very well.
1: A cult classic, if you will.
0: Y- yeah. More or less. But with that star lineup and that director, you wouldn't think that would be the case. But he'd made a couple of terrible movies in a row. Mm. Uh, I don't, I have it off the top of my head, but a couple of movies in a row that, that were, people didn't like. One of them I'd completely forgotten about. So he wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like, ooh, a new Scorsese movie. He had, he had had a, this was like, gonna save his career or, or or not. It might be the end of Martin Scorsese. Interesting. And he put this movie together and, um, and, uh, the, the big, um, Studio heads thought it was way too violent and all that sort of stuff. And mm. you decided to stick with the idea. And of course it has become, it is, it is definitely among the greatest movies of all time. Wouldn't you say Goodfellas it means clearly? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a fabulous movie. Oh, and, oh, and the point of this article about it mm-hmm. was it launched The Sopranos. There's no Sopranos without Goodfellows and, mm. and a whole bunch of other different movies and shows and practically invented a genre yeah. or, a, or, or a type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it did not win it was did get nominated for best picture even though it didn't do very good at the box office and a lot oh. of critics didn't like it it got nominated for best picture and lost to god i'm going to have to look it up because it's hilarious who it lost to it well, gives you it's it should be the final word and ignore the oscars yes well you made to, a great
1: point you tweeted the other day that you were completely done discussing the nobel peace prize oh yeah because some British parliamentarian had, uh, or whatever they call him, had, had nominated Joe Biden. I mean, all right, N- let's nominate a ham sandwich. Let's nominate Joe Pesci because a good fellow's <laughs> Dances with Wolves. Movie? Dances
0: with Wolves. Yeah, oh, which I liked wait that now, movie. wait I, a minute. I liked that movie, but I've never gone back to watch it again. It's awfully long. I saw I saw, so it, in the I saw it. it in the theater. That was it. People don't ever bring it up to me. Whereas Goodfellas, I've seen fifty times. If it's on TV, I'll always stop. I hear people quote it practically on a daily basis. So, eh. Yeah. It's not like it was a pig of a movie dances with wolves.
1: No, it was more of a wolf of a movie. I mean, if you like dancing wolves. Or, or pigs. Unless they get diseased, then you gotta separate them.
0: Okay, it's unfair to not let movie buff Sean throw out a, a movie or two.
2: Uh, possibly just cause it's on the top of my mind, but I think it's easily the movie I've seen the most in my life. Uh, Princess Bride. I actually watched again. I think last week. I, totally I, different tone, obviously, but yeah, wonderful. It's somewhat yeah, it's different than Goodfellas, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna go full pretentious on you, the best movie that nobody's oh, here ever we go. Dust no, Boot. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. The best movie <laughs> nobody's ever heard of is City of God. Um, it is a uh, story. It is. It's a foreign film, so you got to read the subtitles. Um, but it's about uh the, the the favelas in Rio de Janeiro in the 70s, and two young kids taking differing paths. One kind of going into the drug dealer route. One trying to get away from I ain't the, the poverty reading stuff. No movie. Uh, yeah, understandable. If you get past <laughs> that and it, it is hyper violent, it is, uh, oh boy. yeah, it, it's one of those, but a, a brilliant movie and, uh, yeah, truly enjoyed
1: that. So that, that's my pretentious creed out of the way. You know, I'm looking at the uh, top 10 greatest best picture snubs of all time. And, uh, so far I agree with the, uh, I agree with the movies that got picked. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think it was a snub, but. I'll keep trying, let's see uh high noon.
0: Well the the one of the uh-huh. problems
1: with awards for art that's so
0: stupid is the fact that uh you can have a year where, you know, there wasn't anything that's gonna be memorable forever. Then you can have a year where three were made. It's just that's the way art works.
2: And also right what, one of the weird things about art is what makes it relevant is how well it communicates the message ten years after it was made. Five years after it was made.
1: On uh, the old test of time uh, test. And it's of very time. hard to predict that <laughs> in the year it was released.
0: Shakespeare in Love should have never been a best that's
1: picture. That's the one I was trying that's to think That's the most
0: of. embarrassing best picture of all.
1: Over saving Private Ryan.
0: Oh, yeah, that's just, yeah, I want to fight somebody when I hear that.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> so number four on that, uh, in this list I'm looking at from CBS. What do they know? Goodfellas uh, beaten out by dances, Mitt Vulves. Oh, let's see. Oh, they think uh, Shawshank being beaten by Pulp Fiction was wrong. I don't know. Pulp Fiction's pretty brilliant. But so Shawshank, as you say. Yeah. Why do we have to pick one? Stupid. That year was stacked.
2: Uh,
0: you have a favorite movie there, Michael? Uh,
2: 1941 by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. It's
1: a You're historical film.
0: Yes, with John Belushi. Yeah. I saw it in the theater, unfortunately.
1: Let's see. Is, let me finish this list. Number that's a two. Terrible movie. Oh the my English God. patient beating out Fargo. They think was wrong. Um,
0: yes. and that, that's another tough one because Fargo is obviously brilliant. Uh, Fargo's got to win that, but I like the English patient. Oh, many people. people. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I like, I found the one. I, I like slow. <laughs>
1: it was that. I do like slow. Well, and here is a, uh, a politically correct uh, choice,
0: but the more I think about it, Fargo is clearly the winner over that. I mean, just without doubt.
1: Often Crash is pointed out as one of the worst best picture winners of all time. I've never seen it. I've seen a substantial part of it and lost interest, but that beat out Brokeback Mountain. Eh. That's the gay cowboy film. So the,
2: so the year that, uh, Shawshank lost to, what did it lose to? Or or no, Shawshank beat out Pulp Fiction, uh, Forrest Gump and Quiz Show also in that same year. Oh, Oh, I thought Shawshank lost it. I got it backwards. Or, I, I don't know, I, uh, whichever one got snubbed I was just trying to point out that the, the stacked field of that year was just Same remarkable. year as Forrest Gump, wow. Yeah. yeah And Quiz
1: Show. Quiz Show's a great movie. That is a really interesting movie. I, I heard people ranting and raving about that movie, and it was, well, it's about a guy who gets on a quiz show and the rest of it. And I thought, I don't give a damn. I don't care about quiz shows. <laughs> then, um, like most movies. they are like, open-minded? It, <laughs> it turns out it's about human beings and their frailties. Oh. Oh. It's about a marriage. I don't want to watch a movie about a marriage. I'm married. He's married. Everybody's married. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd watch that crap? <laughs> Hilarious. Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the
0: Armstrong and Getty Show information
1: this is the best of armstrong and getty featuring our podcast one more thing available everywhere get more info at armstrongandgetty.com so uh it was uh fairly recently i can't remember exactly what was going on but i I found myself in one of those just foul frames of mind Hmm. um i'm definitely the sort of personality that can get a little negative and and dwell on the negative and the rest of it we're actually talking about this during the radio show how you have to consciously focus on the positive things i think it may be uh Maybe deep within our DNA to just focus on threats and problems.
0: Well, but but clearly more so for some people than others.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know some people who at least outwardly are super sunshiny mm-hmm. and positive. Sometimes I wonder, I actually know somebody, I'm not going to out them, but came off as that way for years and years and years, and I knew them very well. And then it turned out, no, they were very troubled and well, what's the right word? Mm. Just way darker than I'd imagined, and the sunshiny thing was a way to keep people away hmm. from figuring that out. Hmm. Um, so now I'm never sure. <laughs> I'm never sure, you know, what people's public face is, or how are you, how accurate it is.
0: I wish I was the, the the smart thing to do is to let things you have no control over just pass right through you instantly. And mm. I've known people who can do that. I can't. I have to. I have to work at it.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm, and I'm finally at the point that I'm pretty good at working at it. I used to be terrible at it. You know, it'd make me nuts. Stuff I had no control over, and frankly, once they were in the rearview mirror, it just didn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like I've said many times, I was born annoyed. I came <laughs> out of the, I came out of the womb vexed. <laughs> but so I was in a really foul negative frame of mind one day, and I, I went clicking around on the internet, and um, I found this, and it's actually a, a, one of my favorites now. I'm uh, on my phone, so I can always find it. It's, uh, 10 ways to cheer yourself up when you're in a bad mood. I thought I'd hit you with some of these. Uh, and, and, and they're not. Number one, whiskey. Number two, vodka. Number three. Yeah, well, I've tried that, and it's a bit of a short road. Uh, but number one, and that's why I like this list. It's not for dumb, cheerful people. It's for the complicated and angsty among us. Number one, feel it. Dr. Jin Bolt Taylor is a neuro hmm. anatomist. Yeah, neuroanatomist. A brain scientist who studies the anatomy of the brain. She had a stroke. She watched her brain function shift and alter. She watched how her brain processed or didn't process stimulation. She found out that if she let herself feel an emotion, it would pass in about 90 seconds. So don't avoid what what you're feeling in the hopes it will just go away. It won't. It will. Uh, if you let your feel let yourself feel it
0: yeah that's pretty there's pretty solid science on that I think and uh, I believe it it's uh, still not my natural uh, reaction either is that uh, if something happens you uh, that you will have an emotional reaction to you're going to have that emotional reaction you don't get to pretend you don't get to not.
2: It, you can put it off. It can come out in an inopportune, uh, not very productive way later on down the road. But it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, it's so, going
1: to happen. In layman's terms, how would you describe that? Then, do you? Is it just that you say, "Look, I'm angry. I'm really angry. I'm admitting I'm angry. I'm feeling it. I'm going to be angry for a minute." I, it, I have found
2: identifying it verbally is a big help for me personally, saying, well, what yeah. you're feeling right now is frustration, and that's making you short-tempered. Or, uh, yeah. yeah. I
0: don't know. I can almost picture in my mind the um, uh, the, the the physical, like, if I was pushing something away, mm-hmm. and I just try not to do that. Okay. This is something that should make you sad. Be sad about it. Yes. As opposed to being
1: angry about it tomorrow or sad about it a year from now or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two thing, uh, observe things. As a witness to what you sense, rather than as what you sense, you'll tap into that part of you that exists above and beyond your funk. You'll go beyond reaction and into the ability to respond. So just step outside yourself and say, okay, you're, you're feeling this physically. You're feeling this emotionally. You're doing this right now. And if you can separate yourself, and, and I've done that, Um,
2: it helps well beyond my funk is, uh, that was my third album that I released (laughs) and underrated, Sean, cruelly underrated. It was very experimental. I understand it's, you know, first listen, it it could be tough, but I think, I think there's something there.
0: Yeah. I did have a therapist say to me one time, uh, years ago, and I've had one therapist of several that I've seen in my life that I felt did any good whatsoever. And it Mm -hmm. reminds me of Woody Allen's book. Who is a sort of famous for seeing therapists, you know, he always, in his movies, he's always on the couch. He's been taking his therapy his whole life and he doesn't believe it's done him any good. Wow. He thinks it's mostly just a waste of time (laughs) and money. And I think that most of the time it is for most people. I really do. Uh, I I think I've done enough now that I can. That I can say without, you know, you're the kind of guy who just doesn't believe in enough. I've tried a bunch of it. There's a bunch of crap out there, mm. tons of crap. Oh, I've had enough for me and my family, my kids, everything like that. There's a lot of crap. But anyway, a therapist said to me uh, once when I was explaining something, and how's it make you feel? You should feel that way. That's the way any normal people person would feel when this has happened to them. And right. I, for 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 some reason, for me, that was like a light bulb. I mean, it was like a, yeah. I suppose that does make sense. Well, I'm yeah. acting like this is you know some everybody in the world if this happened to them they would feel Th- this this is not a character flaw no, this there is, is nothing human wrong human.
1: with me right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's
0: almost like you haven't eaten for six hours so you're hungry it's just a perfectly normal what do you expect to happen yeah
1: yeah scenario? exactly Woody Allen also was my favorite joke about uh, therapists after twelve years of going to my therapist he said something to me that brought tears to my eyes <laughs> no oblay <I'm laying> lazy <laughs> Uh, let's see. All right, uh, number three way to cheer up if you're in a bad mood. Master your mind or just give it a little test run. The verbal part of our mind processes about 40 bits of information per second. The nonverbal part of our brain processes about 11 million bits of information per second. Wow. So when the verbal part of your mind is telling you everything sucks, it's not basing that conclusion on very much information. Simply noticing that your thoughts are not serving you and knowing that your thoughts are not based on the whole truth can help you find freedom from them. In other words, think of your thoughts as one voice, if you will, one person's opinion. And there are lots of other opinions that you ought to be listening to. Don't listen exclusively to that one voice.
0: It's mm, full of crap! I've heard people say, "Don't believe everything you think," which is a
1: which is a good one. That is a good one. A uh, number four is easy to understand. Rock your body. One way to move past your thoughts. Oh, I'm is rocking to move... my body right now. Oh, stop it! Oh, put that away. Uh, is to uh, move your awareness somewhere else. Get your groove on. Dance. Uh, uh, well, dance, yeah. Um, I don't dance. I will not dance. You can't make me dance. That would if make you... you feel better? <laughs> Having people mocking my dancing would make me feel better? Well, I would dance like no one was watching because nobody would be watching if I'm dancing, trust me. Uh, number five, clear the slate. You can meditate in lots of different ways. Walking, breathing, mild mindfulness, sitting. Any way that works is for you is good. Let yourself be with anything other than your thoughts, inhaling peace and exhaling the funk.
0: Playing the guitar does that for me because I'm uh, not good enough to be able to play without having to really concentrate hard. And Mm. so I can't help but if I play something, it clears out everything else.
2: Exhaling the funk was the the double disc of my uh, Beyond My (laughs) Funk album. It was a a double album. That to me, cruelly overrated. It was (laughs) unlistenable. So when you put them together, I had an average rated double album. Right exactly. <laughs> <Like> the funk. <laughs> Armstrong and
0: Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show.